Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Hey everyone, Mad Max here, and I want to tell you about DGen Gear. What's that? You've already heard me talk about DGen Gear? You know about it already? Then shame on you for not buying it yet. You could be draping yourself in near eliteness or covering your own Zeke physique with a shirt made just for you. Head over to AbsoluteDegeneracy.com, click on the DGen Shop icon, buy our gear, keep the lights on around here, and go full DGen. Absolute sports betting degeneracy. Hey everybody, Arch here, and it is Friday morning after the Daily Show, which can only mean we're talking with James. What's going on, James? <laughs> yeah, we're doing it on Friday this week as opposed to Thursday. Uh, we're, just, we're, we're just constantly chopping and changing, aren't we? But we are. I'm it, doing it, very well, thanks, mate. You got to stay on yourself. your toes with us, man. You got to stay on your toes. You don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, no, I've always got to be, I've got to be ready for the call. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <we> are. <laughs> I've got a spotlight up there with the giant J. I just flip it on into the clouds, and you see it, and you come running. Yeah, yeah, it's like the bat signal, but. For me. <laughs> for, for you, exactly. For me, yeah. Makes a change. What's been going on with you, man? Uh, literally, nothing, I've literally just been preparing for, for this weekend, to be honest. I mean, I've just been absolutely busy. Honestly, mm. it's it's ridiculous. I thought you, you see me on uh, social media with other pay-per-view cards, but I thought I'd step it up a little bit more for this one. And yeah, honestly, the content that's going out is through the roof, but I'm thoroughly enjoying it. You know, it's a, it's a it's a decent card. I'm thoroughly looking forward to this weekend's action. So I thought, why not keep myself busy? Yeah, well, you've been doing a good job. Looks like you're auditioning auditioning out there for uh, potential uh, career paths. Yeah, no, but, uh, potentially. I don't anywhere in sports journalism or social media. You know, I've improved my Twitter game a lot, so it's it's good to sort of have that in your back pocket as well. There you go. Help James get a job. Go follow him on Twitter. UFC Deluxe. <laughs> Yeah, a bit of a shameless plug there. There you go, <laughs> that shameless. Has to be done. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. All right, you you, you said it. Mm. It's a it's a good card, not a great card, right? Um, well, well, yeah, obviously, in terms of the pay per view card, like you know, we've had better cards, but this is a fan. I think the reason why it is a, a better card on paper, you know, it's not it's not the best, but it's still great. It's because obviously the return of Nick Diaz. Now if say if you had Volkanovsky and Ortega and Shevchenko Murphy as your sort of two standout fights, then I don't know, you know, it'd be a, probably like your standard pay view card, but you've also got some decent fights in the prelims, Mariah Shvesh, Divashvili and Dan Hooker versus Hackgrass, but undoubtedly this it, this won't probably be the finest pay-per-view card of the year, but you know, it's, it's not the worst. So, you know, mm, okay. it's 50-50, but we'll take it. You know, it's, it's a matching at the end of the day this weekend. Hmm. All right. Yeah, I'd be much more excited about this card. These, these, the two fights, if uh, Lauren Murphy wasn't there. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> I had to say it. Okay. Let's get to it, man. Let's get to work. <laughs> no, absolutely. Um, that's obviously the main event between Alexander Volkanovsky and Brian Ortega. Uh, I'm thoroughly looking forward to this one because these two were scheduled to fight each other in March, I believe, this year. And unfortunately, the champion had COVID, you know, haven't we all? So here we are a couple months down the line and 
eventually they went to coach on Tufts, the ultimate fighter. My word, the animosity was just through the roof. Like they, these two men despise each other. Um, and, and it sort of followed into fight week because I, I've been listening to the press conferences this weekend and you've seen Volkanovski sort of dub Ortega as a drug cheat and all that just to sort of <laughs> add fuel to the fire for, for something that happened like seven, eight years ago. But, you know, who cares? Just to add fuel to fight, just to try and sell the fight. And I'm, I'm all for it. You know, I'm fairly looking forward to it. Volkanovski is obviously coming off of that win last July in 2020 against Max Holloway in the rematch. Still to this day, I, I still feel as if Max Holloway won that, but he can prove me wrong this weekend by getting the job done because I do think Volkanovski does deserve a bit more respect. And as I said, you know, he's fighting for the first time in over a year. And on paper, Volkanovski is a really strong fighter with just sort of extreme pop in his hands and is, has a great boxing background. You look at the featherweight division, like he makes 145 and about... 10 years or so ago, he used to play rugby and he weighed about 220 pounds. So to get all the way down to 145 just shows, you know, how much of a true professional he is. So for a small bloke, he used to play rugby. He's definitely got some power in his hands and we have seen it. I think he's probably got some of the better stand-up striking in, in the sport. You know, he counters very well. And he's also very effective. Uh, he's an effective takedown artist. We've seen that against Max Holloway, where he was able to take him down in the championship rounds. He's brown belt and BJJ. So he's a, he's a well-rounded mixed martial artist. And, but I don't think you want to be messing around on the floor with a guy like Brian Ortega, who just sort of lives for submissions throughout his whole career. So, you know, he's a black belt and BJJ, and he just doesn't need that much of an opening to end the fight on the floor. You know, as soon as he sees the submission, he will take it. But what we saw in his last fight against Chan Sung Young he just picked him apart. And, you know, if you know the Korean zombie, he's a pure stand-up striker. I mean, he's one of the best strikers in the featherweight division. And Brian Ortega just picked him apart in the beat. And that's a scary sort of sight to see. You know, he's improved his striking game and he's a top-class athlete in the Brazilian jiu-jitsu game. So he's certainly improved over the last two years or so. And it just makes for a good fight, if I'm going to be honest with you. Like I said, Ortega's become much more well-rounded uh, and balanced and he'll have a chance in this bout. But, I, I just don't know. I think Volkanovski is a very mature and he's very sensible. He has that proper fighter's IQ. You can tell he studies his opponents hard and he's a champion for a reason. And I think he will get it done this weekend. I'm probably going to go for Volkanovski by decision on this one. Oh, I like the decision play. I don't like the fight actually to bet on. I think you're right. Mm -hmm. I think Volkanovski does win. I, I kind of like Ortega. I'm trying to figure out a way to to bet him. I can't make it work. I just can't make the numbers work. <laughs> Uh, plus 164 Ortega, uh, Volkanovski minus 188. I like the decision play though. I do think this one goes the distance. Uh, so I'll probably end up throwing a little bit of money on a Volkanovski decision, but I'm not sure yet. I'm not taking the 181 or the 188. That's for sure. No, no. I, like I mean, yeah, I like the decision play. Sorry. Oh, no, 100%. If you're looking for a value and if you really, really, really want to sort of get the juice flowing, maybe stick in and it'll take a submission in there somewhere. Oh, Jesus. No, why not? <laughs> I mean, no, there is value there somewhere. Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah. Why not? Why not go nuts? <laughs> you uh, know, go hard or go home. That's right. Uh, <laughs> that's what they say. Somebody else who should be going home is the next fight. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah. The go main between Shevchenko and Lauren Murphy. Now, the flyweight division, I'm surprised Dana White sort of 
pick this fight and managed to sort of get this one over the line because after her win against Jessica Andrade, it sort of got to a point where, you know, who was next with Valentina Shevchenko and then a couple of months later, they decided to do Lauren Murphy versus Joanne Calderwood for like a, a title eliminator, you know, whoever won that gets a crack at Valentina Shevchenko. And I mean, if you're v- Valentina Shevchenko, you're, you're probably laughing and crying at the same time. Like, you know, I'm just going to steamroll through these opponents. Can you provide me and can you give me an actual decent challenger? Um, I, is Lauren Murphy that decent challenger? I, I honestly, I, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't think so personally. When you look at Shevchenko, I mean, she's just, She's arguably the most efficient striker in the sort of the women's MMA. She's just highly accurate with her attempts and just has such a good variety thanks to background in kickboxing and Muay Thai. She's been doing mixed martial arts, any form of mixed martial arts for the last, well, for nearly three decades now. So she's a true mixed martial artist. She's got impressive work rate and can sort of overwhelm her opponent once she gets comfortable. And what we saw in the last fight against Andrade, Many people thought she was just sort of going to stand and trade, but, you know, she took it down. And even Andrade said after the fight that that surprised her. So she's very well-rounded in her approach and she studies opponents hard, like Mognovsky, as I alluded to earlier. She's very effective with the counters and just sort of knows how to close the distance well, just to sort of set up those late, um, those nice leg kicks. And again, I think personally, she's more of a comfortable striker. Obviously, she can compete on the mat, but she'll do her best work standing and just sort of picking her opponent apart on the feet as for Lauren Murphy again she, she's on an impressive run I think she's on a five fight unbeaten streak and she's become she started off her career as a bantamweight now that may give her you know some edge going into this weekend well I say that I think Shevchenko is a former bantamweight but Murphy is a big flyweight she has a great cardio so she can go she can take the damage and she can go five rounds and give it back. So she is an impressive striker. She's become effective in that department with her knees and her elbows. And she's, she's decent on the ground as well. Mm-hmm. She's an effective grappler. I just, she's on a decent run at the moment, but I just don't think anyone's stopping Shevchenko anytime soon. So I'm going to go for Valentina Shevchenko in the second round. Second round. TKO. TKO. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Got it in. Man. <laughs> <laughs> It's it's astronomical. Uh, Valentina's hmm. minus fourteen hundred. That's the best one I could find. Lauren Murphy's plus eight sixty. There's no value on either. I uh, taking either side. I don't think Lauren Murphy has a snowball's chance in hell. Uh, Shashenko's going to kill her. She's going to win. Let's see. Uh, TKO for Valentina Shashenko is plus one hundred. Yeah, plus one hundred. That's about the best I can find right now. So maybe yeah, yeah there's some value there. It, you know. <laughs> 1400 down to plus 100 not bad a little scary <laughs> a little scary <Yeah. laughs> makes you think decision no chance you never know like i said murphy was a former bantamweight she's got the cardio she can go the distance and you know if she frustrates uh frustrates shevchenko early then you know why not you know it yeah. can be done but i just think with shevchenko's ability as a mixed martial artist she won't want it to go to the championship rounds and if it goes the full distance i don't think she'll be happy with the performance at all even if it is one-sided oh boy all right so find a way to take shashenko you know tko follow james or maybe you know go for the decision but find another way to bet this fight if you have to <laughs> all right what are we looking at next well next up is obviously the so-called people's main event between nick diaz and robbie lawler and Again, I'm a sucker for that as well. You know, this is the first time in what over six years we've seen Nick Diaz, and 
you look at his younger brother Nate, just what he brings to the octagon. Nick Diaz is probably in that same sort of caliber in terms of the the marketability uh, side of things in terms of mixed martial arts and maybe bigger than Nate. Um, I don't know. That could be a bit hypocritical of me, but I'm a big fan of Nick Diaz. But it just sort of depends which Nick Diaz is going to turn up this weekend because, as I said, he hasn't fought in six years. His last fight was a lost to Anderson Silva, but I think went as a no contest in the end. And sanctions, bans, suspensions and layoffs have just, have just not helped him over the last six years or so. So it'll be interesting to see what he's like now at 38 years of age. You know, he, he is a balanced fighter who has a boxing background and has improved over the last, like, decade or so in his box in early days it was more of his Brazilian jiu-jitsu sort of side of things because he's a black belt there and ever since when he first beat Robbie Lawler back in 2004 when he knocked him out his striking just improved immensely from then on in really as I said he's a volume striker he doesn't have that much power but I think his work rate just sort of catches up to his opponents he has unreal conditioning he can go the four or five rounds and again on his day you know Nick Diaz is a truly phenomenal athlete but at 38 years of age, hasn't fought in six years. You know, that sort of does sort of the question, how much have you got left in you? And we've seen in his interviews leading up to fight week, does he really want to fight? I, I Honestly, I don't know. But I think he reassured fans yesterday and said, look, that wasn't the message. I wasn't trying to say it that way. I, I, you know, I apologise if it came across that way and all negative. But who knows when you got... And on the other side, you've got Robbie Lawler former world's weight champion. Again, he's coming off a loss to Neil Magny back in August of 2020. When in good form, you know, he's an aggressive striker with legit knockout power and is just effective in the clinch as he is standing up really. And I think this one will be predominantly take place on their feet. I don't see anyone trying to sort of take it down because it's Nick Diaz. He wants to impress and Robbie Lawler, he'll want to look for the knockout and both men are in horrible form right now. Yeah, yeah. More, more so Robbie Lawler, really. I think he's lost the last four or five in a row. So he'll want to sort of put an impressive standpoint on this weekend. But if Nick Diaz wins, I really will be surprised because although this has been a sort of tricky couple of years or so for Robbie Lawler, he's been the more active and he's had a taste of the octagon, whereas Nick Diaz hasn't. So this is a five-round fight. Uh, which is the second non-title five-round fight since his brother Nate Diaz fought Leon Edwards a couple months ago. So do they both have conditioning to last four or five rounds? I think so, even at their age. So I'm going to go for Robbie Lawler by decision, but as much as it pains me to say it, I am going to go for Lawler by decision on this one. Is this all ring rust in your mind? Is that what you're, is that what you're betting uh, on? Yeah, I think so. And I mean, with Nick Diaz, you know, he, he is a true fighter. Even during these suspensions, and less, I'm, I presume he has been training hard, but... How much does he want to fight? Because from the stuff I've seen this week, it doesn't, it really concerns me. So yeah, I think the ring rust does play a factor in it, but who knows? Yeah. If there's any hesitation in a fighter, they've already lost the fight, right? They've got to be 100% in. It's tough. I think there might be value on Diaz with the plus 136 I'm seeing here. Oh no, absolutely. Ah, screw it. I'll disagree with you here. I will. I'll go for Diaz. Uh, Diaz, I'll say decision because I, 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 mm. I, I, you know, look at these two fighters. I don't know if they're in good enough form to knock the other one out. I think it's going to be a sloppy <laughs> no, fight. Yeah, yeah, no. This is like I said, the people's main event, but I don't think it'll go down as that. I think no. the main event will steal the show. I, I don't don't expect to see like a stand and bang for like twenty five minutes where both men are given one hundred ten percent. I think it will be a bit sloppy just no. because of their age and how poor they've been recently. 
I agree. And, you know, if it's going to be that sloppy, I'm just going to count on the volatility being high that you know, <laughs> Diaz is going to have a chance. Like, you know. Yeah. Uh, no, I hope I'm wrong when I've said lullaby decision because I love Nick Diaz. So, you know. Okay. Well, we'll and see. When, and when it goes to those numbskull judges, you never know what the fuck is going to happen. So. <laughs> no, exactly. With our man, was it Ben Cartledge? Especially if he's out. I haven't seen his name pop up in a while. <laughs> he's been fired. Has he been? Probably. No, no, no. I wouldn't be surprised. Let's see. He's, he's not on. He's not on this weekend's duties. I don't think uh, he I, hasn't I, I done a, a proper UFC anything since uh, January twenty third. Really? He's been down <laughs> in CW and and KSW. Yeah. Yeah, they've sent him back to the the B leagues, as some people would say. Yeah. Right. 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 He's got. He's got to <laughs> learn his craft again. Okay. Absolutely. So we've slandered Ben pretty well. What are we doing next? <laughs> uh, we've got Marlon Mirage versus Marab Devashvili. Again, this is a, a tough fight for Marlon Marash. I mean, he's not on the best foot. He's on a two-fight losing streak. Before that, it was a, a win over Jose Aldo, even though I thought Aldo won that. I think the big factor that's sort of been the real downfall for Marlon Marash in his career is the cardio. That, that's the one thing that's prevented him from winning the Bantamweight title because early on, he was piecing Cejudo up apart, but just couldn't pace himself and be more sort of technical in his approach. And he, he possesses some of the most potent finishing ability in the 135 division with his uh, lightning kicks, heavy hands. He's also a black uh, belt in BJJ, so he's w- very well-rounded. He's a decent wrestler, but again, it's just the sort of cardio issues that have you know, been the downfall of his career so far. And I, I think he'll lose again, if I'm going to be honest with you, Mayor Abdullah He had a tough test against Cody uh, Stamen, I believe, a couple of months ago. Got past that with flying colours and, you know, now he's here. And this one is a bit of a step up from Cody, but I suspect what Mayor will do is just sort of take down Marlon Moraes and just frustrate him for the full 15 minutes, really, if I'm going to be honest with you. And I think the Georgian will get uh, a decision victory on this one. Decision victory. All right. Yeah. Man, you can't argue. Uh, Mirab's minus 255, Marlins plus 211. It's already right there. Mm. It's, it's it's fairly one-sided, and I see no reason to to you know, disagree here. I think Mirab is the clear, clear favorite to win this fight. Uh, mm. I like decision with you, so I'm going to jump on it with you. Decision, Mirab. Yeah. yeah. No, no. And again, if you want some sort of value, I'd probably – potentially go for a modern rush in the first round by a knockout. But I think if it does go past the first round, I think Merv will just sort of control proceedings. Yeah. Let's see. Mirror by decision. I see plus one Oh five here. So decision plus 100. So you're still, you're catching a little bit of value there. If you go, mm. if you go decision. So it's not bad. No. Next up, what are we looking at? I believe the final fight I've got is Dan Herker versus Nasrat Hatparas. Now, <laughs> these two men, you know, it couldn't be more of a worse fight week if they tried. Um, both men have had visa issues. Tell your women to call against... you back later. Sorry. <laughs> uh, Phone just rings off the hook when you're Mr. Evans. Yeah, the ladies are, are, you coming, are you coming out tonight, James? Are you coming out tonight? Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. no. I, I'm sorry. I saw you heard that. <laughs> I didn't know it. You can hear it as well. I hear Hopefully. everything. Everything. Oh, damn you, Arch. <laughs> um, yeah, so Dan Hooker, it's, it's a tough one because he's on a bit of a losing streak right now and he's had tough fights. You know, Dan, uh, Dustin Poirier and Michael Chandler. Now, what we've seen in those last two fights is his defense is in terms of the striking. He does get hit a lot. And Nasrat Hakparas, traditionally a wrestler, 
he does have that striking. He, he's like he, he does like to stand and bang whereby his bread and butter is probably his wrestling. Dan Hooker is a, a knockout artist himself, but I think personally in terms of this fight, it, it's going to be a stand and bang. I think this one will be a good fight as well, but. I'm probably going to go for a Dan Hooker by decision. The reason why I don't think there'll be a finish this weekend is down to the fact that both men have had such problems trying to get into Las Vegas, trying to get into the USA, that it's probably going to be a bit slow to start off with and then we'll sort of pick up towards the second and third round. But yeah, again, I'm going to go for Dan Hooker by decision. It will be tough to see but it'll be a good fight nonetheless yeah i mean dan hooker's minus 143 and nasrat is plus 124 so we see which side they're leaning and i think you're probably right i i can't quite get value on either side of this fight looking at hooker by decision what did i just see here hooker by decision plus 200 that's not bad that's Mm. not bad a bit of value so i think yeah uh, no 100 percent. i'm gonna follow you on that i'm gonna throw a little bit of money on that but i don't have an official uh, an official bet on this one. Yeah, I mean, again, with both men tending their sort of strikers at heart, they tend to sort of go for the finish. The reason why I've gone for a decision is just because of the issues they've had this week trying to get into USA. So I think it, both men will be a bit cautious in their approach. Yeah, we don't just let anybody in, James. We're very discriminating. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so that's it for you. Yeah, no, that's all for me. I'm sh- I'm sure you've got. I- I've got a couple. couple. I've got a couple more. And first, I want to tell everybody about my bookie. They've got a uh, they've got a special going on right now. A little odds boost. The question I'm going to ask you, James, is UFC 266 main card. Anyone mm-hmm. anyone to bleed? If you want to say yes, someone will bleed. You get plus 100 on that. Someone will bleed. Anyone well, will bleed. I mean, that's a, a certainty, isn't it? I guess. Yeah. So you want to go over to my bookie promo code absolute DGN, sign up and just, you know, make a quick 25 bucks. I think 25 bucks is the max you can do, but just throw 25 bucks on anyone in the main card to bleed. Guess who's back back again. My bookie's back. Tell a friend. That's right. DGN's proud to say that we're once again being brought to you by my bookie. But just because they weren't paying us doesn't mean we haven't been giving them some love. I still use my bookie to this date, and you should too. Why? Because March is about to get crazy. Insane. Maybe even a little mad. If you're still on the hunt for a sportsbook to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter bracket contests for a chance to take home prizes of up to 25,000 big ones, or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, MyBookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now, take advantage of their generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is use the promo code DEGENS, that's D-E-G-E-N-S, but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up-to-the-minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about MyBookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, Anywhere, use the promo code DGENS to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. And Lauren Murphy. Lauren Murphy, we're all looking at you. Oh, dear. <laughs>
I knew that was coming. Yeah, I did have to. All right. So that's enough, enough of that commercial bullshit. All right. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's look over here. I had a couple others I wanted to look at. Jalen Turner versus Euros Medic. I know you're not going to like this. I know you're not going to like it. Jalen Turner's plus 101. Euros is uh, minus 116, assuming I'm saying, saying the name right. I like Jalen with barely a plus line, plus 101. I'm going to do it. I'm going to throw a little bit of money there on uh, Jalen to win outright. You, you look at Euros's fights, you know, all seven of his wins, he's seven and oh, all of those wins have not gone to distance. All of them have come by a form of knockout. You know, he is a true standard man out him. He will get that finish. He will hunt for the kill immediately. And I genuinely think he'll get it done. You know, he's a, he's a big lightweight. He's a, he's a six foot one lightweight, but again, Jalen Turner's six three. So how he makes lightweight as well is beyond me. So this one is a, is a good fight on paper. And I think Jalen Turner does have obviously a lot more UFC experience. He's been in the company for a couple of years now, whereas Zeroes Minich, He's only four. He came through the via the contender series and he made his debut six months ago. Alan Cruz was a tough test, and obviously Jaden Turner is going to be an even bigger step up. So I'm probably going to go for Uras Minic by the uh, by first round knockout Ooh. this weekend. Ooh. But it will be it really it will be tough. I think Jaden Turner does possess some sort of skill set to try and keep Uras at bay, but I just think he's a, he's a natural finish. He's a killer. Like you look at his fight times. He is a killer, and he is a natural finish. Urus Medic, and I've got back in. All right, uh, Medic to win by KO is plus one fifty, so you're getting value there too. Mm. I like it. You're betting that one, right? Absolutely, ah, I love it. I love it. <laughs> I'm confident. <laughs> oh, oh, very good. All right, next up, I wanted to look at Cody Brun- Brundridge versus Nick Maximoff. Um, another one you're going to hate. Cody Cody Brundridge is plus one ten. I think there's enough value. Plus one ten versus the Knicks uh, minus one twenty six. I'm going to throw a little value on Cody again. Plus 110. On uh, Cody Bundage. Yes, on Cody. Yeah. Uh, I think I, I think the fight's a little bit closer. I'm, I'm going to just play some value here and, and take Cody. Yeah, and I mean, originally, I believe at the top of my head, I think it was supposed to be Carl, Robert, uh, Carl Robertson versus um, Nick Maximoff. So Cody Bundage stepping in on short notice. Are you sure you still want to back that? I'll do it. Damn the torpedoes. <laughs> I mean, Nick Maximov is, is naturally a bigger bloke. He has fought at light heavyweight and he's coming down a weight class. So I think it really will. And he, he's 6 0, he's 23 years of age. He's a bit of a talent and he'll, he'll be making his UFC debut like Cody Brundage. So I'm going to go for a, a Maximov via second round submission. Ooh, a second round submission. That's a good one. Um, I'm sure you're going to get paid on that one. I, don't, I can't find the odds right now for that one. So <laughs> keep an eye on that. Keep an eye on that. You can lose money with James or make it with me. That's your call. <laughs> All right. I've got one more fight I wanted to look at. Jonathan Pierce versus Shit. Omar Morales. This is another one you're going to be fucking mad about. <laughs> I like Jonathan Pierce plus 143. I think there's value there. I think he can surprise Omar here. Uh, so I'm going to put Pierce to win because I'm catching so much of a plus line. I don't need to drill it down. What do you think? I just think if... You know, I think I'm going to change my mind. I'm going to go. For, I'm going to agree with you. I think, to be honest, <laughs> he's had some sort of defensive issues. Uh, Morales, when it comes to, he, he tends to get hit a lot, in my opinion. And I think with John, uh, with Pierce, he's just sort of going to pick the pace early and try and outpoint him. Really, 
and he'll mix up, you know, with those sort of steady takedowns and he'll just be the more aggressive fighter. And because he's got that, that gas tank, the cardio to carry him in, uh, carry him into the third or second or third round, I think he'll get it done. I think he'll take it to the floor and potentially get a, a late TKO in the third. You've, you've convinced me. I've, I've changed my mind. Oh boy. People that change <laughs> their mind on this show never, never do well. Like it never goes well. So let's just bat my lesson. <laughs> oh boy. So you doomed us, but I mean, come on, yeah. it's going to be, let's see. I mean, Volkanovsky's going to win. Uh, Shashenko's going to win. Uh, you said Lawler's going to win. Curtis Blades is going to win. Jessica Andrade is going to win. Uh, hmm. You said Mirab's going to win. You said Dan Hooker's going to. There's got to be at least one underdog who wins. So it's yeah. it. It'll be, no, the, I mean, never know. it'll be the first one, and then that's it. Nobody else. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, with MMA, you know, the, the favorites do tend to win, and especially I, don't know, the, uh, I want an underdog. Yeah, the number. Yeah, no, wins, I, yeah. I want an underdog oh, more than anyone. It. But got it. Yeah, I'll put twenty five bucks for you on the uh, someone to bleed in the main card too. So <laughs> I do me nicely. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, geez. Anything else you wanted to touch on about the card? Uh, you know, no, I think we've, we've covered it well. We've, we've got, what, 26, 27 minutes worth out of it. And, you know, it's a good, solid card. And we've, we've done well to break down five fights in depth and then a couple of others on the side. So I think we've done well this week. That's right. We went 21 minutes longer than uh, Lauren Murphy will go. Oh, God. <laughs> You're always throwing in the pan. I'm guessing leading up to tomorrow night, you're still going to be throwing puns on social media with Don Murphy. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> Poor woman. Oh, 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 oh. I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means at all. All right. <laughs> James, before you uh, just ruin everything, why don't, yeah. you, why don't you get out of here? Take care, mate. Information on this podcast may not be construed to offer any kind of investment advice or recommendations. Under no circumstances will the owners, operators, or guests of this podcast be held responsible for damages related to its contents. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.